Breaking news, Ukraine and Russia at war, potentially. We'll see in the coming days. But for now, Beard Bros Campfire Fun Time. Beard Bros Campfire Fun Time. I'm Grant. I'm Tyler. Hey, so we're back. Let me turn down a little reverb. I hear a little too much reverb here. Let me just shut that down. It makes down. me sound heavenly. It's very strange. Anyway, so we appreciate you guys listening. Well, we're back here. We have another guest, but as you read in the title, he is the same guest as last week. Our oldest brother, Cassidy, joins Boom. us again. C-Money is in the house. Hello, hello. How is everyone? Well, they can't respond, they, yeah, but they can't that respond. is rhetoric. <laughs> oh, I heard responses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, we have, uh, let me see. You know, the normal Facebook page, Beer Bros Campfire Fun Time. Like us, follow us, post it there when we can. Uh... Leave leave us a good review. We appreciate that, too, on Spotify, any other podcast, Apple Podcasts, any of that, Chrome, wherever you get your podcast, leave us a good review, five stars. If they have an area to comment, leave us a good comment, you know. Uh, we got some good stuff coming in the future. Got great ideas. Um, we're not telling them yet. We'll tell them as they come. It's a secret. And it's going to be exciting. But uh, I guess first, before we get into it, what I am going to talk about real quickly before we go on is I noticed something whenever I uploaded the last podcast um, just this past weekend, <clears throat> and I it really unsettled me. It, un- it unsettled me a lot that I had to tell you, Tyler, about it, and we're uncertain of our future here because we believe in free speech, and we believe in just having weird, uncomfortable conversations okay. all the way to Tightening the Tightening the censorship a little bit. They're squeezing down a little bit. After posting the uh, terms and conditions, they reposted them. Um, they were always posted and they were always the rules, but they've added some and they reposted here. Uh, and, uh, frankly, it is basically unsettling. Like I said, it's, it's appalling actually, you know, um, we, we can't say what we want. Yeah. It's a little bit ridiculous. So the old format was we say whatever we wanted. I barely edit. I edit for sound mostly and post and final stuff. I mostly just do sound i don't cut anything out i believe everything including the dull spots need to be in there because it's a real conversation um however back then when i went to post the podcast to our podcast hosts page to then be published it would do it pretty much instantaneously you click publish podcast and it would publish now it says publish for review so so now Big Brother wants, uh, wants to yeah. look at it first. Yeah, wants they want to look and listen. They want to dissect it they a little bit. look and listen. And keep in mind, folks, the three-hour podcast we did last time, uh, it took them about eight hours to do it. So maybe there genuinely is someone actually listening in on, you know, sporadic parts. But that'd be insane. That'd be absolutely insane. But either way, there's, they're making us submit our podcast for review before they're posting. And we're not exclusive. Obviously, this is every podcaster and everyone going on. So... This platform may be getting towards the end for our use. I don't believe in that kind of stuff. I'm not going to partake in it at all. Um, I've already found two other hosts that I will be more than likely uh, finalizing a choice depending on viewership. It'll still be free 100% always, no matter what. We're not going to do anything like that, charge a premium paywall or anything for this. Um, But some of those names, you know, just to 
get them in your head now just in case we make the switch and we'll be telling you way ahead of the future. We'll do planned ones unless they just remove us because they hate us, and that could happen. They uh, hate us because they ain't us. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be things like, like a rumble or a rock fin, R-O-K-F-I-N. One of those. Really love rock fin. I already have it on my phone. Um, I use that for other podcasters like Sam Tripoli. He has a bunch of podcasts, and I listen to a couple of them on there. Um, but if Spotify keeps doing this uh, submitting for review and censorship, I'm moving 100%, guys. So um, you'll have to Well, look all the crap that Joe there. Rogan's going through, you yeah. know? And, I mean, it's... and we're not Joe Rogan. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're no one, and we don't have a big audience that's going to come to our backing and be like, you know what? They're they're fine. Right. Like, they're fine. So I don't even want to deal with that. So I'm not going to deal with it. That's the easiest way to deal with it. I'm going to express my free choice just like they're doing, and I'm going to move to a different platform if that becomes an issue. But for now, we will deal with it and see kind of what happens, you know. But I guess we'll get right into this. Uh, Tyler, you you have a friend, and it's kind of been a long family friend of ours, you know, off and on. But uh, he is currently, his name is Jack Jones. He is one heck of a man. I'll AKA say that. Quadzilla. Yeah. This dude, you know, when we have him on the podcast, I, w- I don't want to tell too much of his life or his stories because I, I want him to explain. He's one of the most interesting guys I've ever met in person. You know, the stuff that he's doing and accomplishing is tremendous. And what he's doing this year, what he's attempting to do, and I have no doubts that he's going to do it unless an unforeseen incident, you know, injury no. or illness, something takes him over. He's attempting the triple crown through hike attempt in one year and he's starting with the AT. So he's on the Appalachian Trail right now. He started what, two days ago? Yeah, he's on ago? he's on day three right now, out and just So mile almost a hundred, probably. I think he said sixty nine. Sixty nine to seventy, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So he's he's starting out that good luck, Jack. You're gonna need it. I know you got it. Boy, Jack You've already Jones. done the AT once, if I'm not mistaken. So he's, Oh, he's a beast. Yeah, he's, he's shooting done, for the triple. He's done crown thousands of miles oh, just yeah. with his feet, which is He'll unbelievable. Do it. He'll yeah. do it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not worried about him. I know he'll do it. I'm pretty excited to see the picture and stuff. His photography is always great. Yeah. I wish I had his Instagram. I could plug him right now. Uh, but his Facebook and his Instagram, he always posts very, very good professional quality photos. That when he's on the trail, he'll even edit and stuff, and he'll post up. Um, and you you get to see, you know, nature, in my opinion, better than like you know. Uh, what am I thinking? Like BBC has ever showed me. I mean, it's crazy. Like he manages to capture the scale of some of these places in his photographs. That is really hard with the with the camera, you know. But he captures some of the majestic views of the sky, and he puts like eighty to ninety percent of the perspective is just like the sky, and you barely see like the sand. And he he knows what he do what he's doing as far as photography yeah, goes because he'll let the yeah. fr- you know the frame go open on a waterfall to where it looks like it's just beautiful mist coming mm-hmm. down. And if you do want to follow him, yeah, it's he- Quadzilla Hikes on Instagram. Yeah, so at Quadzilla Hikes. Yep. Yep. Um, definitely look at his stuff. You know, he does great photography techniques and stuff too. But his pictures are awesome. His stories are even better, and his journeys are the coolest. So it, it's kind of crazy because he hit me up one day, and you know we were we just got to talking again, and he's like he was, he said I'm almost envious of you. I'm like, 
what the hell are you talking about, dude? You're doing all this, all this, all this awesome stuff, you know? He's like, dude, you got a career going. You got your lady. You got a house. What do I got? I'm just walking in the forest. I'm like, I mean, that makes sense. But, dude, I'm envious of you, dude. You're living the dream. I want to see, you know, everything that you get to experience on this. So I think it's kind of crazy. I mean, the grass is always greener for everybody. Yeah. The prime example is live musicians and stand-up comics. When they meet, the same thing happens every time. doesn't matter who they are or what level they're at. They can't believe that each other is doing what they're doing. And they wish that they could do what the other person's doing. Yeah, it's all about perspective. Yeah, you know, the stand-up comic right. is always the like, norm. is always like, man, I, you know, I, I would love to be able to play an instrument, go on stage, you know, play music and stuff. Yeah. And the musicians are always like, I don't know how you do it by yourself, you know, with nothing, no instrument, no, no, no music, you know, no lights. It's it's literally just you and a microphone. Yeah. I've had that conversation multiple times myself, but I know that's the, that's like the standard. That's yeah. what happens. People well, get that grass of, is always greener. Speaking of comedians, I went and saw Eric Griffin oh, last yeah. weekend here oh, in town. Eric Griffin. Ooh, that boy killed it. From King and the Sting, from Workaholics. Yeah, Workaholics. You, Riffin with him. Griffin is his podcast. Riffin with he's Griffin. Yeah, you've seen him, King great. and the Sting. And at the very end, he's like, I'll take pictures with all y'all if you just, you're, you have your camera ready. Yeah. You don't, you don't bullshit and talk, you know, yeah, you know, just you just step up in there, out picture. there. And whenever I got close to him to get the picture taken, I, I just whispered in his ear, I go, white people love smoothies, which they is do. a line from his workaholics. And he yeah. busted up so bad. It was great. That's yeah, so, great. Yeah. Eric Griffin's great. For those that don't know, like we mentioned, you know, he has multiple podcasts. He appears on a riff with Griffin, King and the Sting. With and even on Theo Kill Tony, dude. Shop. He killed oh, it on he, Kill yeah, Tony two or three times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Really good guy in a phenomenal comedy actor. Like his yeah. his facial expressions nail it, oh, yeah. and like uh, his vernacular, like how he speaks on Workaholics, is so funny. Yeah, oh, if yeah. you haven't seen Workaholics, yeah. you have to check it out. Yeah, yeah especially the old season stuff. <laughs> it was funny. We had a uh, unruly table, a couple right next to us that were just drunk and were just screaming, talking talk the, the entire time. He stops right in the Ugh. middle. What the f are you all doing? You all pay to come see me, you know. It just goes off on them, and they get all like butthurt, red faced, and finally they they pay their tab and then just got out. He's like, about time I can continue on with my shit. You know, I'm like, all right, out of boy, you know, calling them out. So yep. yeah, I was like seeing uh, comedians deal with hecklers appropriately. Oh yeah, like people that forget they're coming to a comedy show and yeah. that they paid to come to that comedy well, show. That was it's another like, thing. Whenever doing? I went and saw Burt Kreischer, like whatever a month ago or something like that he's so personable people feel like he's just already your best friend yeah and that's a problem so everyone in the audience that's hey do this screaming at him like yeah. hey this is my set they screwed him up a couple times and then finally at the very end he he forgot his jokes where he was going with and then yeah. someone's screaming the machine you know how he got popular on youtube about the machine story. I this one time, I, and then I so he went into that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he loses power. He gives <laughs> yeah. him too much power. Yeah. He's got to. You have to straight. control your yeah. audience. Yeah. But That's one good. of the most amazing. I'll show you the most amazing example. Period. Period. Is Freddie Mercury at the uh, what was that like Save Africa concert or the Feed Feed the World? Uh, like the World, Live Aid. The Live Aid concert when he runs on stage, acapella. And the audience just starts regurgitating what he sings. Mm -hmm. He didn't say anything. He didn't preface anything. He comes out in his presence, in his hands, in his outfit, in his voice, everything he did, his big literally 
like almost possess these people to just repeat exactly what he did. Those teeth yeah. were out there. Dude, yeah. they're out it's there. crazy. Let's but just say he can bite an apple from two feet away. Unmatched crazy. voice, though. <laughs> Vocals yeah. like nothing else. Oh, yeah. You know what I think super interesting? You've seen your mom's house podcast, obviously, Tyler. Yep. Oh, uh, Tommy yeah. Buns. It's great. Uh, RPC, we're going to rabbit paw champagne. So I can't say a lot of things he says because it's super inappropriate, but he is a, he's basically, upon first glance, like when you just see his videos and hear the videos that he himself posts on all sorts of websites, he looks like one of those like really drugged out, dirty men, sexually addicted kind of creeps that's into all sorts of weird fetishes and stuff and you're like oh well that's obviously why he got highlighted first on like why right mm-hmm. and then the more they dove into his videos they eventually got in contact they went to his apartment dr drew went to rpc's apartment that's a whole episode it was amazing because he's just like i'm just so interested in like what's up here in the head of you you're like what's going on because the stories he was talking about man Whoa, he was like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, back in the back in the 80s and stuff, I used to hang around with, uh, you know, uh, Freddie Mercury and... Uh, who are we talking uh, about again? RPC, Robert Paul Champagne. Robert Paul who, Champagne. Who is that? He's this random dude that posted videos online. So oh. Tom Segura and Christina found said oh. videos, made fun of him, and then all of that happened where they eventually met they, him. Tom's got gotcha. all kinds of people yeah. searching for videos. Yeah, for constantly. All the time. And they're sending in videos to him, you know. So basically, he starts telling, he meaning Robert Paul Champagne, back in the 70s and 80s, he used to go to, because he's from New York, he's lived in New York his entire life, New York City, in like New York City, like old New York, right? And uh, <clears throat> And he used to talk about the gay scene before it was like trendy or cool and it was, you know, very early. And he was the first wave of the leather gay scene in New York City. So his stories, man, were some of the most interesting thing, like stories ever. But you always had to, you know, take everything with a grain of salt because you're like, how much of it's true, you know, what's going on. But then, dude, the more you talk, like hear him talk i don't think he's lying about anything like at least on those that like, he starts talking about the people that he's had sexual intercourse with and oh yeah in the 80s you know cocaine was everywhere drugs were everywhere man you know freddie murky he would just pop up in these parties man and you know we just would all hang out you know just that's just what we do that's just what we do and that's how he talks He's like a real old gay with like the cool, like the super cool, the ones that made it through the AZT crap from Fauci and the federal government. He's one of the lone survivors, man, of like the original New York City gay scene. And what's crazy and sad, he's like, all my friends are pretty much dead, you know, like all those ones like back, back from that time, like I don't. I don't have a whole lot of people, you know, that I still that I still talk to from that time. It's like, man, that hits home. It's like literally he, he like lost everybody, like everybody. But he's this really interesting guy. People, you've got to look him up. He's on Facebook. I have him as a Facebook friend. I wouldn't recommend it. But, <laughs> you know, he doesn't post Pass. nice things. He, he's always posting, you know, very Just controversial stuff to get a rise out of people. Or? No. It, he's posting his interests, so it's like pictures of half-naked black dudes. Oh, 
He's really into... Sign me up. Yeah, he's really into men. He's very still gay, you know, very much still gay. And he just... He's very attracted to men. So that's what his posts are. So I had to, you know, like unfollow the... So I didn't see his posts anymore. But yeah, he's, he's such an interesting guy because just the time era, how many people didn't make it out of that horrible, shady scam project that the government was doing? And like... His experience, you know, in that prolific scene that defined New York City for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, there was a massive, like, Broadway and dancing and singing. That was, like, the arts came with that, too, I feel like. Like, a lot of music and a lot of arts came with that scene. And it's like, so, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, that scene was important. And... To have a living member that recalls everything because he didn't do a lot of drugs. He he said he wasn't into the drugs so much. He was a sin to the sex. I get it. You know, that that was his addiction. Everybody has their vice. Yes, that, that was his addiction, and that's what he liked doing. He managed it reasonably enough. I mean, he's still alive. He's in not great health, but he's recently changed his diet and stuff. Like when Dr. Drew visited him, that might be some of his like lower times. When you see his diet of what he's eating in his kitchen, there's literally nothing but rotting food and stacked hostess snack cake boxes. He's eating like snack cakes all day, every day. This is all he was eating. Whenever he did the impersonation, I thought I was thinking of uh, Richard Simmons for some reason. Just kind of that that kind of uh, over enthusiastic. It's Robert Paul Champagne. He's he's a real interesting guy. I can't say it enough. Not safe for work and not safe for your kids, but go look him up on your mom's house. Go like, uh, you know, if you're interested in that whole thing, like wild more, and wacky yeah, people, yeah. If right you're ahead. more interested in, you know, the psychology of how someone works and how they think and how they feel and what they do, because this person is totally opposite of something like someone I would be around with. Just the way he talks, you know, the way he dresses, what he does, it's it's not someone that I would normally call up and be this like, hey, be let's go hang out question, with. But how, why is it that? Uh, how do I say this? Some homosexual people adopt that kind of dialect. You know what I mean? Like the flamboyant sounding, accentuating the I don't S's. Know. There's been what, extensive what, what, research yeah. and talks on that. So what, what happened there? Well, I don't. <clears throat> let me say this. For obvious reasons, none of us. Three I don't think any of us. No. <laughs> but let's well, just out of make. three of us, I think Grant over here would be the most. I'm just kidding. Let's just make a little <laughs> guess here. If I'm not mistaken, I feel like Tom might have talked about this to RPC at one time. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, and he just kind of breezed on. But the thing is, when RPC talks, that's RPC. And you can tell. Yeah. It's you like can his tell. True character. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's him for more than reasons that he wants to be because he's missing a lot of teeth, too. Oh, so, wait, you know, no. Nope. Sounds... I know who you sound. It's Rip Taylor, dude. Rip Taylor. That's who Rip you Taylor. sound like. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll tell you, listen to RPC talk, and you'll be like, okay, you, you, you did sound exactly No, right. I mean, if that's what he sounds like, your impression, yeah. then he sounds, it's Rip Taylor. He dude. sounds like a bunk Rip Taylor, yeah. <clears throat> Rip Taylor's a cool guy. No, I he's wonder insane. if it's just awesome, a... Dude. He's insane. Funny guy. I wonder if it's just a public display of showing, hey, you're beta I or something. Think it's, you know, I think or it's... passive, I guess, or what, however you I think it's going to be it. different for a lot of people, but what if I had to guess, for some people, it's like an outward expression of femininity. So they're able to identify uh, their sexual preference. Right. Because I've played with a couple guys in high school that would knock 
kids' heads off in football, right? And then you later out later on you found out they're gay and stuff, and now they yeah. all of a sudden have that real feminine yeah. voice. With, with and I'm like, a what? Dude, what happened? I remember you we were like, oh, I'm gonna kill you, you know, and smash heads. And then now you're kind of. I feel like that's an overswing. Like an overcompensation. Could be. Because they're like, well, I feel like I'm not expressing my, my true self. And they're like, well, this is my true self. Like, yeah. yeah. You don't have to talk Enable necessarily to conform different. And, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I get it. During my high school days, like, <clears throat> it, it wasn't popular to be homosexual. So everyone that I know of that that's homosexual now was in the closet back then. Didn't yeah. say a word. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? It's just, it wasn't, sure. wasn't popular. There wasn't a scene for there it. There was and, a couple, a couple that were out, but... A perfect example, dude. Tim Dillon. The famous Tim Dillon. Gayer than gay. Who's that? Who's Tim Dillon? Famous comedian Tim Dillon. Oh, he's hilarious. Rogan's friend. He's, as Joe Rogan says, he's a national treasure. And he is. He speaks openly, freely. He speaks his mind, and he speaks mostly correct a lot of the time. Tim Dillon's great. But he is super, super gay. One of the reasons why he didn't like Austin when he came down, because Joe was trying to convince him to move, you know? It's probably not his scene in Austin. Well, he's like, the guys here suck. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There's not an attractive guy here. Why would I leave L.A., where I'm at, the mecca of beautiful men, and go to Austin, Texas, with a bunch of cowboy wannabe vegans? (laughs) He starts going (laughs) off, you know? Like, but Tim Dillon is a perfect example of exactly that. He doesn't sound like that, doesn't talk like that. He doesn't feel the need to because that's not genuinely him. What, who... Tim Dillon is Tim Dillon. He doesn't let being gay define him. Right. Just like if you have a hobby and you, you know, race motorcycles on the weekend, are you going to let that one hobby You're define a your through and through. or your entire personality? It's like, personally, man, I can't stand people that do that. It it bugs me when all they talk about is that thing. And I got a couple of yoga friends that were like that for like three years. Yoga this, yoga that. Just in every conversation, it's like, uh, okay, yeah, I do yep. recognize him after Tim seeing Dillon's this picture. I pulled him up. Tim Dillon's one, yep. but like yoga people that, oh, I just feel so much better now that I have been doing yoga and like. Okay. I, I've noticed everything is a see, label nowadays. You want to yes. be labeled you have by to be defined something. by yeah. something. So someone can be like, oh, I relate you to see. you. Yeah. And it instead seems of, like instead it's. Instead of the, just having a conversation. It seems like it's the younger generation. I was talking to a coworker just about music, different genres and stuff. And then I was like, dude, I, you know, what I, I was kind of dating myself. I'm like, I remember whenever the internet was kind of coming out. And then I'd search for new music on purevolume.com, which was a cool website. You can find just niche bands that weren't out there. I remember Pure Volume. I loved it. And And it was free to post to? Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, oh, so you're just a hipster? I'm like, no, dude, I'm not a label anything. I would find great music before they're popular. I'm telling you you about one thing I used to do in my life. Yeah. Again, I'm choosing to not be defined by that thing. But but look, I, I, I just noticed that pattern. That pattern then carries over, Tyler. To if you ever make one mistake, you are now defined by that one mistake for the rest of your life. Look at Rogan. He's a racist. No, he's not. Why? Because he said some very not great things, but they were taken completely out of context. Because he said something someone didn't like. That's all it is. Or because he said something someone else said. Exactly. He was quoting other people a lot of those times. And the other times... 
was completely out of context. He was saying something. But again, even including that, heartfelt apology, two videos back to back, apologized and was like, you know, I'm obviously never going to do this again. I'm going to do better. Right. I promise I'm going to do better. He even acknowledged it yeah. in his stand-up whenever I went and saw him. It was a couple months ago, but he acknowledged it. He's like, listen, you know, I'm going to say whatever the F I want. And he kind of left it at that. I am sorry if I hurt anyone's feelings, but this yeah. is my opinion, my perspective. And it's a comedy show. Yeah, and you paid yeah. to come see me. Right. You know, which you is... can't pay to come see me and then judge me on what I say. Right. This is my show. You yeah. agreed. You know, you may not have signed on the dotted line, so to speak, but you did when you bought yeah. a ticket. You so agreed to you terms accepted and conditions the terms exactly. when you sat in your seat. If you, you don't like it, you know, get up and you need to leave. Quietly. And even uh, Tony Hinchcliffe yeah. opened for him. And Quietly. he I know he was going at the time was going through some racist whatever. I can't remember the whole situation, uh, but apparently he was getting I don't know. Attacked on all angles because oh, he's yeah, like, something yeah. he said. And I he, know exactly. Dude, what he was. he played it off it like, listen, Italian, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say whatever I want. It's just that's it. <laughs> yeah, he got attacked by I can't remember the whole uh, situation. By, a fellow colleague by an Asian dude, um, an Asian comic that felt he was offending him. And let me just say this: he 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 accused Tony of being a racist, and yeah. you know who his regulars are. Yeah, and one of them is white. His band, Tyler. You know his band. One of them is white. The others are colored. Uh-huh. And uh, his old band. Of color? I don't know what the PC word is. Yeah, I'm sorry they are PO- POC, is what, is what liberals Person call them now. Yeah. POC, which I think that's, that's it'll, ridiculous. It'll change that's so again generic next month. and it's a label. Right. So you mean to say that this ethnicity is the same as this ethnicity? Why can't we just say their ethnicity? You know, it... It makes no sense. Like, it's like the, one of the best office lines ever. Or we can take it further. Um, we're all Americans. Yeah, I may we may have German Russian blood, but we don't talk. We don't walk up to someone. I'm German. No, I'm an American. I mean, yeah, yeah. you may be you may be yeah. black, you may be Asian, you may be oh, I'm African. It doesn't matter. We're we're Americans in this country. We're all the same because we're Americans. I mean, it, it shouldn't matter beyond that. One, yeah, but those people that be like, oh, "I'm a vegan that teaches yoga on the weekends," like that doesn't define you at all. It's just what you do no, in your spare no. time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm more interested in your actions and what you actually do, not your hobbies. Like that's not that's not what I'm interested in. But what I was saying is like one of the greatest, most offensive lines on The Office. It was so great, and it'd be impossible to do now. It's like when Michael is ignorantly talking to Oscar and he's not meaning to be offensive his intent is pure because it's Michael you know he's just ignorant and he walks up he's like uh Oscar um can you think of a less offensive term than Mexican that I should call you it's <laughs> like you know what I mean but I it's, understand how yes, that could be confusing to people yeah and it's like but that's the example you should be fine just saying Mexican like yeah. you're a Mexican that's fine when did calling someone accurately their ethnicity become offensive? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and you're not African-American unless you migrated from Africa to America and became an American citizen, right? Isn't that what that term technically means? Absolutely. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. because there are other black people in the world than from Africa. And if those black people came to America and they lived here, you would call them African-American even though they were born in like Cambodia? Or like Thailand, you know what I'm saying? It makes no sense. 
You can't group people. This is an example why. You can't just say white. There are white people in South Africa. There are white people in Russia. There are white people in Asia. And that's exactly it. You can't just say POC, people of color, BIPOC. Listen, I don't care what what you try and call yourself, what conjunction, what prefix or suffix. You're insane if you think I'm going to care because I care about your character and personality, not what you think or want to be defined as. Like, I'm a goth kid, so I want you to know that I'm like gothy. I like this kind of music. I like black things, you know, like. That's literally a junior high thing to do. And you're supposed to grow out of it. You know, we're all supposed to grow out of that whole, like, letting a phase or an item. Yeah, it's an adolescent or phase. That's yeah, it. it's, like, it's like little boys like space, monster trucks, or dinosaurs. And they pick one for the rest of their life. You know, like, that's the joke. It's like, that's true. But people need to grow up and they stop letting your hobbies or beliefs just completely define you daily especially when it's something that's unhealthy i mean like it's it's getting just off all these people soapboxing all the time you know they put a box out and they grandstand and they and just try and claim all this attention on social media so do you think there's too much free speech out there no i'm never (laughs) i am for let it be on the record i am for people burning the american flag but let me tell you this. And we just got I can't. No. It's a freedom of speech. It's the <laughs> First Amendment. First Amendment. You have that right. And now let me say this, though. I cannot guarantee your safety in the next actions because you don't know who's watching you do this action of freedom of speech, which I completely agree. You are legally able to do such. Yeah, that's a good way to piss off a lot of veterans. Correct. I can't guarantee that someone won't be offended and beat the living crap out of you for doing said thing. But you have the freedom to do that. You have the freedom. You have the freedom to do that. And I agree with that sentiment. I wholeheartedly agree 100%. I'm not going to try and play hypocrite and be like, well, I don't like that, so I want that one. No. Freedom of speech is freedom of speech, and it needs to go 100% round the board to everyone in the United States. both ways. If they want to burn the flag, let them do it. Videotape them and show their face. Show how ignorant they are. So watch them try and get a job in their town when you show their face, you know, burning the American flag. It's like it's going to be harder. And for right. them they should society. be punished. So it's like let society deal with it. Let let people do what they want to so, do so we, uh, as long as it's not, you know, destructive and unconstitutional. That's I agree. We're going to take a little shot right here for America. All right, boys. Prost. Freedom is it free because folks like you and me. Ooh, that Johnny, what is it, Johnny Walker, Blue Label? Johnny Walker, Blue Label. Goes down smooth. Okay, so did you see this? I know we congratulated the Canadian truckers for their massive win, and just like I suspected, they would backtrack. Now let me tell you. Oh, Canada. Let me just say, we're still standing for you. We're still talking about you. We're not going to let it die. You guys are still doing it. But that little twerp weasel... Justin Castro, I mean Trudeau, um, freezing bank accounts, freezing bank accounts, dude, for safety. Safety? Who's safe? Who's safety? Well, for your safety, Tyler. (laughs) Oh, so you're just going to let me starve. All you have to say is national security. It, it, It blankets everything. Let me tell you guys something. In case you didn't know, like, that's literally an act of war. These... Truckers have not committed crimes. They're not violent. 
They're not destroying anything. They've peacefully parked their trucks, right? And they're having their gas stolen, food and supplies stolen from them and stopped. They're pressing charges and arresting people, bringing it to them. And now they're freezing bank accounts of and not allowing anyone to do business with these people. It just sounds a little shady. Oh, that is 100% communist. Commies, commies, commies. Dirty commies. Canadians, we're here for you. We can't do anything for you, but I don't know what to do other than just say we're here for you. We see it happening. We We are very aware. The world is watching. You need to stay strong. We're not encouraging nor discouraging any sort of actions. I'm just saying what you're doing right now peacefully protesting is the correct course of action the world is watching you the world is seeing it and most of the world is agreeing with you it makes a you statement it right. makes it public so it's keep exactly it up. what you do congratulations but i'm you know i'm sorry for the bank account issues i know that we'll get stuff funded i'm glad that gofundme issue got is getting worked out they try to steal all that money from them too try to steal all that and reroute the funds and not give it back. They're trying to give it to other charities of their of like GoFundMe ch- choosing. Yeah, stole that money. That's crazy. And then people raising uproar now. Like, well, okay, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, and then in case you didn't see, also the scariest part of all, and this works into my next topic as well, but it is on topic with this. Justin Trudeau. Also, at the simultaneous time of the United States Joe Biden administration, the lovely. Old Sleepy Joe. The lovely Joe Biden administration is creating a cryptocurrency task force with the FBI. Mm. Oh, yes. Effective immediately. um, This, quote, decentralized currencies are now subject to asset seizure at the will and jurisdiction of people like the Biden administration and the Federal Bureau of Investigation because we all love, we love them. They do such a good job preventing, preventing terrorism and, and government overthrows and election frauds. And they do so good so good. They're obviously very things. good at taking money. And now this quote decentralized currency that can't be taken or affected by federal governments is being seized and taken by federal governments in the upcoming months. Complete control, guys. You gotta wake up. Do not vote these people in. Do not vote these people in. It's 2022, right? I'm in the right year. Yes, I am still. Woo! Thank God. I was a little worried there. You and hear kind of a crazy story. We have midterms that I heard the other this day. year. About that crypto. So a guy, uh, when was this? It was, it was a, a while ago, whenever Bitcoin was, wasn't was worth jack, right? So he forgot his wallet one day, and the pizza guy showed up. Hey, I'm here to pay. He's oh, like, yeah, he paid. I heard I've this got yeah. 10,000 Bitcoin I can give you on this flash drive right here. It's all yours for those pizzas. Like, yeah, sure. That Bitcoin would have been worth 80 mil today. Yeah. 80 mil for two yeah. large pizzas. Yeah, he, Yikes! He gave, <laughs> but it. But also think about like this: you can't have FOMO, and you you can't be upset about what you've done. You have to think about it like this: you traded nothing for pizza. Yeah, in a time before nothing was worth something. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, I would take but the pizza be, then. But, but you'd be kicking yourself yes. now, knowing yes. that you yeah. Know. But uh, again, you right. know, you know, knowledge 
now it it's crazy to think about it's like imagine how revolutionary he was he's like dude i just traded these <laughs> numbers made on up, my made up money number yeah. for a pizza and he's like what kind of pizza large specialty dude no way that's like 25 <laughs> it was bucks so good. Dude. let me ask you this does it have pineapple yeah i mean it's honestly that's quite a feat i mean obviously the loss is extreme yeah but hanging on to that many bitcoin over the years and transferring that many times would not have been almost possible it's right. so difficult for people but but again you said almost possible you're right i could almost make 80 million tomorrow yeah almost yeah who knows isn't that is ma- is fantasy money? Yeah. I mean, so so at the time it, you're it didn't not living exist. in the reality. So it, it, right. exactly, yeah. that's why trading nothing for pizza to me was the first thing. I didn't think about losing eighty million. I'm like, that dude traded numbers on a screen for pizza. Yeah. So then you could go like, well, I'm gonna go to my Monopoly game and I'm gonna pay pay some yeah. Cause <laughs> bills chance, with Monopoly money. Are, here. <laughs> even if he knew what he had and had it, the second Bitcoin even gained a penny, he'd be like, ooh, I could get eight bucks. I'm cashing it in. Yeah. yeah. He said at that time it was worth 30, 30 to $40. Yeah. So 10,000 Bitcoin is worth $40, he would take. So. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. You know what else is crazy? I got a link. I got a link. I'm going to read it to you because it's so good. It's so bad, but it's so good. <clears throat> And if you're more interested more in this, because we're not a news podcast, but I like to fill you in at least on some of the hot button. You topics. did start off the podcast with a breaking news. That was sound the, definitely that's exactly news. the uh, play on why I was doing <laughs> it because there's just so much we had to kind of reference it. But right. like you know how we are. If you want the real information, go watch Russell Brand's uh, newest YouTube video today and yesterday. Talks directly on what I'm going to talk about more in depth with all of the sources listed on screen that you can go and check yourself. He reads them from his paper. He has the source right on the screen. You can go read it. However, Wall Street Journal, Tyler, we know Wall Street Journal. The Journal. Both what sides the, what smart people call of it, the, the aisle, quote, <laughs> except the Wall Street Journal. The right side will say, well, the Wall Street Journal is kind of crap, but at least they do have some. You know, And the left tends to adore the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Okay, Wall Street Journal's title. Trump really was spied on. So, this was a report they just posted. Um, and like I said, go watch the Russell Brand video, including you two. You, you, both of you guys need to watch it. They're real short on YouTube, like 8 to 10 minutes. He goes in depth very quickly with sources about all yeah. of this. But I'm going to briefly touch on it. Do you remember when Trump in 2016 was like, Hillary Clinton spied on my campaign. She, she paid... She was working with the government in Obama to pay Russia all right, for false information. And they spied on me. They spied on my kids and my family. And it's unacceptable. Guess what? It's Wall Street true. Journal's title, Trump really was spied on. That's the name of the well, Of course they're going to announce it now that it's, it's over. They have to. It's well, gone. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. Also, because it's coming back, it's not gone. Um, Listen. Recent John Durham court filing suggests Hillary Clinton's campaign associates spied, quote, on Donald Trump campaign and, quote, protected White House communications, the Wall Street Journal declared on Monday. After ignoring 48 hours, uh, after ignoring for 48 hours a tantalizing development in one of the largest political scandals in the past 10 years, and that's factual, spying on a upcoming presidential candidate, 
privately and business, it doesn't make any sense. Board highlighted Durham's court disclosures that in, indicate evidence of a scandal that requires investigation under oath. The journal also slammed the establishment's media for ignoring allegations that may prove Trump's alarm of foul play was actually correct. The editorial board cited Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign effort to compile dirt on Donald Trump, which led to exploited data for political purpose that began during a presidential campaign and continued all four years of Trump's presidency. And Imagine that. It let was relentless. Let me interject at the cost of the taxpayer. You and I. We footed the bill. that for all four years. All the courts, now, everything. The alleged spying for political purpose involves former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Zussman, creep, who was charged with lying to the FBI about not working for Clinton campaign. No, I didn't work for him, but I worked for him. Zussman allegedly conveyed data to the CIA that suggested Trump was involved in Russia hoax, according to the New York Times. Zussman is also suspected of having a conflict of interest when involving a Latham versus Watkins or Latham and Watkins LLP, which is also mixed up in the Durham investigation. Quote, White House communications are supposed to be secure, and the notion that any contractor, much less one with ties to a presidential campaign, could access them is alarming enough. The implication that the data was exploited for political purpose is a scandal that absolutely requires investigations under oath. And I wholeheartedly agree. This is what we've been saying for absolutely six years, and we've been called crazy and conspiracy theorists. This is why critically thinking is not conspiracy theorists, guys. Critically thinking is going against what you're being told, at least initially, with just, hesitancy. Just question everything. Skepticism. It's simple. Yeah. Yeah. Question Start looking everything. into it. Right. The disclosures raised troubling questions far beyond the Zussman indictment. How long did this snooping last? And who had access to what was found? Who approved the access to the White House data? <clears throat> Barack Obama. And who at the FBI and White House knew about it? <clears throat> Barack Obama, Joe Biden. Were Mrs. Clinton and senior campaign aides personally aware of this data trolling operation? <clears throat> yes. Mr. Durham's revelations take the 2016 collusion scam well beyond the Steele dossier, which they based all of their scandals on the Steele dossier in the Durham report, and turns out it was all fabricated. Hmm. All fabricated. All of it which was based on the unvetted claims of a Russian immigrant working in Washington. These claims and the Zussman assertions were channeled to the highest levels of the government via contacts at the FBI, CIA, and State Department. Dump them. Dump them. Dump them like a morning deuce. Dump them. Every Flush them. Dump them. IRS. FBI, CIA, FDA, EPA. Yeah, talk about defund going. the police. Dump Why don't we defund the correct em, police? How about we do that? Dump them. That's all I'm saying. Dump them. Gosh, they're gross. They became fodder for secret and unjustified warrants against former Trump campaign official and later for Robert Mueller's two-year mole hunt that turned up with zero evidence of Russian collusion. Along the way, the Clinton campaign fed these bogus claims to a willing and gullible media. No, they're not gullible. They're on a payroll. Yeah. Cough, cough. Excuse me. 
these bogus claims to a willing and global media, and now we know its operatives use private tech researchers to monitor White House communications. If you made this up, you'd be laughed out of a Netflix story pitch. But the unfolding information underscores that Russia collusion story was one of the dirtiest tricks in U.S. political history, the Wall Street Journal continued, which, noting, it remains unclear where Durham's probe is going next. The journal's editorial decision to express an opinion about Durham's revelations follows the New York Times and Washington's Post, which cast doubt on the court's filings significance 48 hours after the story broke Friday night. The Times and Post framed its article around chiding right-leaning media. Of course, those alt-writers over there, you know, those, those conspiracy theorists. Again, they labeled Russell Brand as right just last week. He is, he's not even American. He's like floating in space. He's, he's not liberal. The, right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's always been liberal. He's a liberal, liberal independent. Always. He's a freedom-fighting independent now. They've pushed him so far in the middle because they keep going left. Now back to it. Right-leaning media for carefully scrutinizing off-track narratives, quote, that are often based on a misleading presentation of facts or outright misinformation there's that misinformation again the same misinformation quote that this that we might be subject to on our podcast so we have to be careful that's why walk we on those eggshells source and we cite sources wall street journal this is why we're reading wall street journal the journal hit back at the establishment media's press corps on tuesday asserting the reporting on Clinton's political hoax is a notably oblivious to the allegations that may prove Trump's assertion as rule. The press corps does not usually support government spying, but when it comes to Donald Trump, they're making an exception. The journalists who gave themselves prizes for pressing the Russia collusion narrative that turned out to be false are now dismissing news that their narrative was inflated with false information collected by spying on Donald Trump. The establishment's media reporting on the scandal proceed un precedes undeveloped implications, such as the extent to which President Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, may be implicated. I mean, and of course, in a Monday press briefing, which is the same day that the Wall Street Journal wrote this article, the White House declined to comment about the recent court filings. Oh, we got nothing to say. Just deflect. Don't deflect. worry about it. And Hillary Clinton, of course, on Tuesday also declined to comment to the Daily Mail, who tried to reach out to her for any information. Oh, on the she, she come out of hiding for a day to, to well, be asked that question? She's a troll. Huh. And I'm pretty sure the sun burns her skin oh, when she okay. comes out. She has to wait for this government to completely destroy the sun, too, somehow, on top of our economy and the world. Before They're she gonna, can slither on yeah, out she, to... I'm a snake. I get it. I'm a snake. That's, that's what she's going to do. It's, it's absurd. It's absurd. But uh, guess what? Wall Street Journal's words, not mine now. Trump really was spied on. But that's not that can't be possible because CNN said orange man bad, orange man bad. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you know, CNN leads me to this, too. They're offering, uh, in case you're interested, CNN is offering a premium service, CNN Plus, to come out soon. 
<laughs> so if if they, the basic regular lies aren't enough for you, percent of their viewers on got CNN. More. So the other ten percent are gonna straight up come back with, uh, uh, yeah, I'm. I want to pay $15 a month uh, for CNN Plus. I love uh, Brian Seltzer so much. I want more of him. But you think him. that's going to be the new label thing? Oh, I'm a CNN Plus member. Exclusive. Um, I'm LGBTQ Those will be the yoga Plus. people. Yeah, the yogas. Yeah. Yogis. They're going to have a label, and they're going to put it on the front. Um, I These are my pronouns, and I subscribe to Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and CNN Plus. And I save... Or I send $20 a month to save the bohemian whales. I have 13 recycle bins. <laughs> I have a colored paper. I have a brown paper, a white paper, a recyclable paper, a non-recyclable paper, aluminum, charred aluminum. Have you seen the Penn and Teller's bullshit episode where they go over recycling? So the show is actually called that, right? And they go over all these hot button topics back in the day that were like, Settled science, you know, the science is settled, you know, we're, this is fact, and it's never a fact, science itself is never settled, that's not science, that's not science, science questions is constantly pushing and challenging and learning and adapting and changing, well, recycling is not worth it. Uh, Doesn't it take like double the man hours, double the times the cost to recycle any now there's only two exceptions but i'm going to start with this 10 times the cost on average to create or to recycle it than to create the new product now what is okay to recycle and or what is profitable there's only two things i would say glass uh-huh and uh, look I know at homeless people look at homeless people what two Paper, things do problem? they pick up no Newspaper? what two things do they pick up cardboard no you know what they do Cass, what what two what two items do homeless people pick up? Glass is one of them. What's the other thing? Like, oh, pop cans, aluminum. Bingo, yeah, 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 bingo. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Aluminum and glass are the only two items that we should be recycling. And don't take my word for it. Go watch Penn and Teller's show called Bullshit, where they call recycling is bullshit. That's the episode name. You can watch it probably on YouTube. They have an hour where they break it down and they show you. But in this is one scene that's so good. They want to see because they believe it's just like a social thing. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I mean, if it makes you feel good, sure. But we're going to push it and we're going to show you how it's a social grandstand thing. And it's not about saving the environment. Right. So they go to this neighborhood in L.A. and they're like, they do a fake poll. This guy is a clipboard. They got a truck. They're like, so we noticed that you have your your standard like three or four cans you know you have your one trash and your three recycling we're with these you know recycling incentive association union you know non-profit organization make it sound official yeah and they're like we are testing you know customers interest in recycling other products as well and expanding their can selection so would you be interested in doing a little uh, test sample like oh yeah sure like okay um, so they start unloading cans for him on the street. And like, what we're going to do here, basically, is I'm going to explain what each of these cans are for. And you stop me when you say enough is enough, basically. Like, mm. when you're kind of done, when you think, ah, that's a little too much sorting. Right. Stop me. 
And they basically pull it in. What I just said was like brown paper, colored paper, large square paper, you know, like brown plastics, like clear plastics, number two plastics. This one guy, God help his soul, had like 17 cans of all different colors <laughs> that he just kept loading out. He's like, okay. And then he takes trash bags the pin and teller employee and he rips him open on his lawn and he's like, okay, we're going to time you sort it ready. Go. And he's cleaning up trash. Put your money where your mouth is. He's like, no, 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 no. The red cans for biohazard blood. Remember brown is for biohazard black water. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's sprinting around like sorting trash that was dumped on his yard (laughs) for this experiment. And it's just to expose that people will go so far out of their way if they genuinely believe it helps right so it's not a fault against them it's a fault against people lying to us saying that recycling is profitable and worth it and they're stealing your time and energy when it's unacceptable recycle glass recycle aluminum otherwise consume less Bingo. Exactly like when the Toyota Prius came out. It was the number one selling car in all over the world. And the old Top Gear, you know, the real Top Gear before the this. The Britons. Yeah. yeah. The British. They, as Well, the as they American would say, show. the Toyota Prius. But, uh, that w- you know, Jeremy Clarkson and all them, they laid all that out the math. It, it was so much more detrimental to the uh, to the environment to create these batteries for these for these cars that that have yeah, to be replaced that's, every that's five to seven topic. years. And guess what? I mean, it's did just you see insane. that that one guy's Tesla bill? Oh yeah, that's great. So he burned the, he blew it up. Listen to this. Yeah, his bill was going to be like he, he had what was it like a second wave Tesla or something like that? So it wasn't the first wave, but it no, was but it, it was, was old. Yeah, still a Tesla. And guess what? Lithium ion batteries and batteries in general. Because that's our problem with solar and wind and all these energy. We have no ability to store. We have no battery that can efficiently store and then give back at good efficiency. And have good longevity as well. Yes. But no, they quoted him like 20 grand. It was $21,000, if I'm not mistaken, to replace and fix his Tesla. And he's like, does this not fall into my warranty? No. Of course not. So he's like, okay, watch this. My insurance will pay for this. And he sets his Tesla on fire and records it. I would have done the same thing. I wouldn't have I wouldn't recorded, recorded it. it I wouldn't have recorded that's it. That's definitely yes, uh, that's fraud. insurance or, fraud and yeah. arson. <laughs> but, you know, I don't. he might not have recorded himself setting the fire. He could have just been like, my Tesla's on fire. Yeah. Uh-oh. And, you know, what are they going to prove? Be like, I walked out to it. It's those darn it's batteries. Fire. Caught fire. Yeah. It's crazy. It really is. Um, So, let's see. What else? What else? Oh, new game. I've been playing Dying Light 2 I on Xbox. I heard that just came out. Yep. I'll tell you what. I played the first one. We all did, you know, who are fans of Great the kind game. of zombie survival RPG explorer type. Um, super fun roaming around, you know, craft your own weapons, avoid zombies, you know, create safe houses, meet people. It's a really fun game. Uh, Dying Light 2. The graphics are really nice. I don't even have a 4K TV. I can only imagine if you actually have a good TV and cables for it. Um, it's crazy graphics, but zombies are hard. They're fast. They're everywhere. Especially you at know? night, man. Yeah. They are quick. They pick up. They, Man, I've already died seriously like three times. And it's not only just the zombies. It's like you have no stamina. In the beginning, so you, you can know? only run a little bit for you. And it's tired. not just running; the running isn't an issue. It's climbing. Mm. 
you can climb for like three whole seconds in the beginning and you just fall. So if you try and escape, ah, you're escaping a zombie trying to run up a like a window or a tree or something. You hang on for like three seconds, then you just fall yeah. and they rip stamina you apart. Stamina has always been a big thing yeah. in that, which That's is the good first and bad. Thing that I'm upgrading is like stamina three times, and I finally upgraded health. I was like stamina, yep. stamina, stamina. But super fun game. I'm kind of exploring it. I do what I do normally, which is do all the side quests and explore the whole map. Like, get, like, the fast travels unlocked, you know, if they have them in games so I can piece around the map and just finish the storyline. But any new games you guys are playing that are Well, as you both know, I just built a new gaming PC. And I got to say, I've seen a lot of um, videos on, you know, just games to to bench test, benchmark your your computer, good games to play after you build it. And and one largely unnoticed game that I have to give a shout out to because it's amazing is Metro Exodus. Never heard of it. It was it's a shooter, kind of a first scary person shooter, or third person, apocalyptic type, apocalyptic kinda. first yeah. person shooter, mm-hmm. survival kind of mixed into with monsters and stuff. It came out a couple years ago. Um, it it's very widely know now how underrated it was but it is a fantastic game if you get a chance pick it up give it a give it a play it's got fantastic graphics as well yeah I haven't yep, played that. yep but with with a pc steam is your best friend oh absolutely oh yeah and then you now, catch now at, the, at the same time gentlemen eight years we, now. we also have to there's a lot of other game stream game streaming sites now coming up and we need to actually help boost them up as well because right now Steam has a monopoly and well, for sure. and we need to spread it out. We need to give a little joy to everyone because we don't want Steam to own everything. So For sure. But those Steam sales are so luscious though. Well, yeah, they, they, they are appealing, but, but how how not to know, mention I get to really? sell trading cards and achievement cards and I get to buy games yeah. off of money that little kids like I want the collection of cards for this game and they don't do anything yeah it's just like a, a I was always confused card. by that because they're like you you just got this achievement it's worth two sell cents them. I'm like wait what check the market first oh yeah I, I literally <laughs> have made probably like 40 to 50 dollars of just selling items that's so. insane it's fake items digital items that it's honestly the first form of NFTs Steam yeah. kind of did that Steam kind of did that they did NFTs where it's like if you own, you know, League of Legends, you're going to have... It's like an exclusive avatar. Well, you want to go back account. all the way. Think Skins about WoW, man. The original WoW. My, I had a couple friends that would build up characters and we'll sell, sell them. those. Sell yeah. them for crazy yeah, but, money, But dude. that's actually an It's a an digital item. character. But that's an item with an account. What I'm talking yeah. about is literally nothing. Yeah, you yeah. can't It's truly a car. Do this, with anything, this right. is literally just a fake picture of... Of a trade, it's a yeah, picture you're, you're of a trading pixels, card on your screen. It's the craziest thing. It means nothing. However, if they collect, like for league, let's say League of Legends, you know the game. If they collect all the characters, it unlocks an achievement. And then if they unlock all the achievements, they might get more cards well, and another get new achievement skin or something. Yeah, something so cool. it's like this endless pit of addiction of I gotta complete this. Speaking of the digital, the the metaverse, you can't you can't avoid it. It's just, they're making it unavoidable. No one wants it, but they're pushing it on us anyway. So I I read an article earlier. I don't know if it's real. Who knows? But it's just something to think about and ponder. 
A guy said he was in the metaverse for, I don't know, like 100 hours or something like that. Some crazy, and it it almost made him go crazy. He just couldn't take it anymore. So, uh, I don't know. It's just something to think about. This is incoming and something we should start talking about. You know, if anyone has any comments or anything, I'd love to take a look at it. You know, there's a lot of stuff happening with this. There's a YouTube video of a guy that stays in VR for seven days. Yeah, you can watch him. Oh, that's terrible for your body. And he he's like, I want to see what happens if you are just like if you eat, drink, go to the bathroom, sleep in VR. What happens? And he does it. If I'm not mistaken, seven days. You can watch it on YouTube. It's great because like, what if that mess up like your depth perception? Every like out, true senses, you know. I mean, I'm not going to spoil gonna it for you. Effects. It is it is crazy because obvious. You know, we are meant to see things. And if you have problems with your eyes, like a lot of people that work in offices or work in front of screens, this is a massive tip for your eye health. Every hour or two, um, you need to look at something at long distance. Go to a window and look kind at re- something reset on all the your distance. Rods and cones a little you, bit. Muscles in your eyes will relax and they'll actually readjust. Yep. However, if, that's the reason why your eyes get bad when you age because we're always looking at stuff close up close up that's why the guys back then they didn't have eye problems because they're always outside looking at nature and the horizon sunsets and stuff the more that you are aware of that and actually you know practice that you'll strain your eyes a lot less and it's like uh it's it's hard to remember and for some people it's not possible in some of their work but if you get the option you know if you're staring at a screen at least look to the other side of the room Try and get yeah, up, say, you know, I, I take a have fo- the, fake phone call or something. I probably have the most experience with uh, eye deterioration because I stare at a, a light that's brighter than the sun yeah. for yeah. my daily job, you know, 12 hours a day. And then I'll come home and stare at screens and, man, my, my eyes are just so strained. Everything just hurts, you know. Yeah. And that's not but. good because, you know, that what I always have to, have to think is imagine you coming back to yourself right now. 25 or 30 years later and what would you say to yourself oh yeah like dude wear those extra shades or take care of your eyes you you should have looked out the window and dude don't go to mcdonald's anymore what are you doing (laughs) yeah no joke don't eat the red rope licorice (laughs) invest in that thing called witcoin the new latest whatever it is you know (laughs) oh man um, Star Wars on Disney Plus. They've pretty much ruined it now. Have you seen the Boba Fett series? I just finished it. I've it seen was, the first two episodes. N- it was kind of cool how yeah. they tie it in. Yeah, it starts so you great. See Boba starts Fett's great. Story, yeah. And I'll ruin it for you. I'm not it watching sucks it. in the end. Yeah, it's not I'm ending. not going to tell you anything like else. Always. It's great. And now, the Obi-Wan like, series, hopefully they won't drop the ball on that. Yeah. You know, Isn't that out like today? I don't know, but they've got it. It was the 18th. They said they're, they're talking it up. It like they're yesterday. not going to disappoint this time. So I don't know. What it ended up being, the Boba Fett series to me, it started off, I was like, okay. Sarlacc pit, he's coming right out. This is perfect. It's exactly like it is the extended universe. They have so much potential, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, I think for a lot of us, you know, of our age group, you know, that grew up with the... Missed you know, we weren't alive for the actual real trilogy, but we watched it. We felt like we were. That That, you know, for it to have come so far as it has and just ruined something as great as Star Wars, it, it's sad. It really is. Especially after John Favreau did so good on uh, on the first one. Oh yeah, uh, Baby Mandalorian. Yoda. 
Mandalorian. Yeah. John Favreau did fantastic. But this one, I saw so many like prop and set issues. Did he do this one? I don't know. No, he didn't. I don't have think he did. This was and, else. and it shows, and I'll tell you why. I literally saw like regular items, like a DeWalt drill being used in scene, not covered up. Oh yeah. You know what I'm like stuff like that where you're like what were they even thinking zippers on some you know costumes and you're like what are you doing because they don't have to try anymore they just brand it's a special it Star effects. Wars and so it's special everyone should tune in to watch it but inadvertently they've killed the actual fans to it's the show so like stupid, in every yeah. case anymore well it doesn't matter cuz now they got young kids that are obsessed with their you know new ones and their new batches right yeah but times be a changing and we can't help it but times they are changing. Is Bob Dylan still around? I think so. I don't think he can die. I think he's kind of like Keith Richards. I got to see him live at JQ. I know. I remember that. It's incredible. I'm kind of jealous of Same that. Same place I saw uh, James Taylor, too. And Steve Vai, wasn't it? No, I saw Steve I at the Galoy oh, the Theater. Oh, the Galoy, that's right. It, that yeah. tiny Galoy Theater. Yeah, I like the Galoy. It was, imagine seeing someone like Steve Vai like there, though. Yeah. It was crazy. Not quite the same vibe. It was insane. Like, he was... The dude came out in a robot outfit with neon lights and dry ice and lasers, and Springfield didn't even know what was going on. I barely did. I'm sitting here, like, looking around at the people, like, do you know who this is? Do you know this is Steve Vai I on stage he's right lost. now? I think he's lost. I think he's in Chicago. This is Dude, it's crazy that he came to the Galois Theater. I think his agent messed something up, and they thought Springfield was bigger than it was. Then he came, and he's like, eh, I guess we'll play it. I mean, I'm here now. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, hey, if the gig plays, you know. Yeah, it was, it was sick. It was such a good concert. But the Galois used to book some good stuff. Like, I saw Andy McKee there, too. Oh. And that's where I got the VIP ticket draw randomly. I bought online. Bought my tickets online. I saw Andy McKee was coming. He's this amazing fingerstyle acoustic artist. Wonderful. There's no vocals. It's all instrumental. He's fantastic. He doesn't need vocals. No. His melody lines literally sing for themselves. And he invokes emotions in you just by playing. Well, I bought these two tickets for Andy McKee. Um, and I bought them in the very, very back on the floor. And I get in there with my girlfriend at the time. And we were sitting there kind of waiting. And it was like 20 minutes till showtime. And I see three dudes wearing suits walk directly towards me. And they're pointing. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, what did I do? Kick that like, fella out back there. Are you... So and so, and I'm like, yeah, and he's like, will you guys come with me? I'm like, oh my gosh. So we walk right out the door where the like convenience stand and all that stuff is, and he's like, um, we were actually told you guys are the VIP winners. We draw two tickets every show. Uh, you guys have a private balcony right up here where nice. there's some food and drinks set aside in a basket for you, uh, and we'll take you up there when you're ready. And I was seriously like pale and white because I thought I did so something where like horribly is, when wrong. When do I get robbed? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm still trying to understand like what's going on. He, he takes us up there. He sets us in the booth like Lincoln, dude, like Lincoln. Oh, so you're going to get shot. I'm looking around for like for old John up there. I'm like, what's going on, you know? 
literally in a booth by herself. And there's a picnic basket that has a whole fifth of whiskey, a whole fifth of rum, and a bunch of like sweet and salty snacks. And it was from Copper Run. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe it. It was literally like a $60, $70 little little uh, package that we got for free. And I got to watch Andy McKee from the balcony. Which, that's awesome. I wonder if they just picked it because since you had the back, you said you had the very back row seats. So I wonder if they're like, hey, I'm going to give this guy probably. a little, you know probably. what I mean? Make his probably. day. Yeah. And, and you know, who knows how that worked. You know, but it but that's, was, that's pretty cool. It was crazy. It was crazy because that was such a cool, quiet concert. You yeah, know? it's pretty cool. It was really quiet where Andy, there was not a noise anywhere. Yeah. Everyone was just so captivated by him playing. And if you ever watch his video... Um, two two songs that you want to go to right off the bat so you can get a feel of the emotion and the skill and technique are going to be Rylan R-Y-L-Y-N-N who if I'm not mistaken um, the story is about a family friend's daughter it was very 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 young like three to five and she had she was diagnosed with terminal cancer um, and she was dying and the song is literally about like meeting her, being around her, getting the diagnosis, fighting, and then unfortunately losing the fight. And you can hear it. Kind of translate the through the music. The it ability. is unbelievable yeah. that when you hear it, you're like, oh, whoa, yeah, okay. Yeah, I see exactly where like the movements are. And the other one is for my father, and it's the same deal. He lost his father, yeah. and that song is very, very good. The finger style on it and the movement and transitions are just If you want the up-tempo, really do good. the uh, Drifting Art Emotion. Drifting is normal. Art, Art, Art Emotion album, the, that yeah. whole album, yeah. the Art Emotion. If you, if you want to fall asleep, starts off. It's, and he plays it all himself. It's he plays the melody, He's he plays the rhythm, and he plays the percussion behind it all, all on the acoustic by himself at the same time, not multi-layer recording. It's the most impressive thing, you know. What, what ever. type of strings? Because it's not like nylon strings, but it's got no, like a beautiful, no, no. rich sound. To It'll it, but be I don't know if it's probably like elevens or twelve. Yeah, yeah, just a brighter yeah. string. Yeah, I mean, it's... it'll be like eleven to fifty-six or twelve to fifty-six or even sixty. Because like I've played with really fat acoustic strings. That's what I normally do. That's why when I transitioned to electric, people were crazy. I tried out thirteen to 62 or 64s on my telly at one time i had to re-slot my nut god <laughs> like it, it was it was crazy but whenever you whenever you play it's so loud yeah, it's so rich it's sounding. booming which is not a good thing all the time but no. if if you're playing rhythm or power chords or lead you know, well, especially if he's doing hammer on without stuff, you know yeah. picking it using just yes. the fret pushes. I would imagine he uses probably light for acoustics, I probably so. eleven to fifty twos, so, something where it's on the lighter gauge for the high strings and on the lighter gauge for the low strings as well, just so it's not so like so it's manageable. You know, yeah. So. so when he moves and slides exactly. and taps and pulls off, it's not so cutting into his fingers but yeah andy mckee m-c-k-e-e uh fantastic youtube 
Spotify. I'm sure he's on everywhere. And even people that wouldn't recognize good guitar players would sit down and listen to one song and be like, wow, this it's guy's impossible insanely not to, yeah. talented. It's yeah. just music on another level, for sure. Yeah, he he kind of honestly started that whole finger style. Yeah, this is kind of the, almost like slap and then 12, to get into the 12 to 14 years ago when those videos were appearing on YouTube, man, like 12, 12 years ago, whenever I first watched Drifting, you know what I'm saying? And, oh, yeah. and Art of Motion and Gates of Nomaria and all these, he started posting and then all of a sudden the finger style started picking up where people were banging on their acoustics, making a making percussive making sounds. Making interesting sounds by hitting it different angles, different, you al- know. Alternate yeah. tunings. You know, tapping and pulled it off capo. So instead of your normal tuning E A D G B E going from the top, going to your highest string down, you know, they would change that tuning. And some of them are wild the tuning where it doesn't make sense. Where it's like D flat, A flat, D flat, D flat, D flat, G flat, D flat. And you're like, how in the yeah, world see, could you make music? But it Depending on the style of music you make, if you hammer on, pull off, and you're playing a lot of open chords with a capo like Andy McKee, yeah. it's exactly up his alley. And it might just keep his hands in the same kind of general area yes. on the fretboard so he can do all the percussion play. with Correct. the other stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Because there's certain tunings that you tune to for certain uses, like open D and open G. Those were a lot of slide tunings back in the day because you can just bar across. Yeah. It's like open or like drop D tuning. You know, you can bar chord instead of doing a power chord. Simplifies it. Yeah, there's certain, you know, uses that you figure out for your technique and for your application that make it a little more useful. And he was just, I feel like, kind of a a pioneer of that fingerstyle technique. Oh, yeah, I agree. The banging on the stuff. Um, If you have the opportunity to see him live, I don't know... If he's really touring anymore, he might do concerts from time to time or shows. But <clears throat> if you get the opportunity to see someone like that, definitely do live because music translates one way digitally, but a totally different way live. You know, there's some bands that, frankly, they suck live. I've seen Absolutely. some of my favorite bands back in the day and they were not good. And it was just a big disappointment and a letdown. You know? Like, I've always loved Blink-182, but live, they suck. Yeah, I'm sure they're not not. It's not just noise, great. man. It's just noise. Yeah, Andy McKee's touring all over the country. Nice. This Good. year. Good. Arizona, New Hampshire. Look him up. Follow him on everywhere. Facebook. Follow him on Instagram, Twitter, all those places that he's at. and Attend a concert, man. Also, attend a comedy show. Find a good comedian. Absolutely. That's where show. it's at, man. They're so good. Comedy on the screen is even more so important to go see live versus the screen you know it's always evolving it's always new yeah. it's always refreshing man comedy is yeah. comedy's great i've never really had the opportunity to go out i've always been strapped for cash or been yeah. working or something but man this year alone we've tried to uh, just hit all the greats all the things that yeah. hey before they stop doing this yeah. we got to go see them comedy shows are still affordable that's yeah, one thing yeah, one, 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 inter- one things that branches are of entertainment you know i mean yeah. concerts I've always I've got a stack of tickets. I've kept every concert I've been to. It's insane. But and I look back at those prices. I mean, I can't even see the bands I love anymore. No. It's yeah. outrageous, dude. But comedy shows are still affordable. Yeah. So get out and support them. Let them keep coming, man. It it's, was it's great. Twenty dollars to see yeah. Eric Griffin. I paid the five dollars more to have a nice, a nicer little booth. So yeah. twenty five bucks a ticket to go see. You know, he's not an A list, yeah. 
might be a B-list comedian, but still, but sometimes great that's show. what makes it more fun. Oh, it it's up close is. and personal. You know, and they usually play small venues, so it's it's more fun. Yeah. And this whole number of like not being able to take someone out for for a note. Let me tell you what: you should be able for a hundred spot to get two tickets to a show, regardless of the show. And a little dinner. And a dinner. And make yeah. a night you of it. You should be right. able for a note to get two tickets and a dinner because that's a good date. And unfortunately, not even the movie theater can almost provide you with that nowadays. No. It's insane. No. So go support them local comedy shows too. I know that we have billiards or, sorry, forgive me, Blue Room Blue in town. Room now. Not billiards. I Blue like Room. Blue Room, dude. Blue I check it great. out and I was doing some Blue kind of great. covert you know, yeah. information gathering. and I mean... They were understaffed for sure, and it felt like but they didn't everywhere. heat the place, so it was freezing in the actual room. But I mean, they had the top-notch sound equipment. I yeah, mean, yeah, the yeah. mic stage, everything was set up perfect. I, there was probably like two to three hundred, I'd say, what's capacity. The, uh, what's the lighting situation like uh, before performances and then during? Basically, they have a couple of. Uh, I mean, they're they're called the blue room, so they have like yeah. LED strip lights, yeah, but they're yeah. all blue. And they just had cheapo, um, old, vintage string lights, essentially, yeah. up top as the main lights, which they didn't turn on the house lights or anything. It, so it was kind of a dark, kind of a cool atmosphere. Was it the early show that you went to, right? Uh, no, seven? Seven. Yes. It was the one before. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Late will be nine or ten. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, you you ended up popping over to our gig. Yeah, right yeah, now. right after. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Which we had a good gig. That was Outland Ballroom. Yeah, we had was a good fun gig. time. That was a fun one. It was better than the week before. Uh, week week or two before we had some issues with that, but I'm not going to get onto it here. This is I always love the Outland because whenever it gets a little rowdy, us upstairs especially, the whole floor will just sway yeah, as everyone's it hopping. Bending. You feel movement through the whole building. It's cool. I always wonder what it feels like when we play like BYOB and stuff. Like oh, what, dude, it's what. What if you're not moving, it like. feels like you're you're <laughs> it's, on, a it's, on a boat. It's been that way for years, man. Yeah. I started going there early 2000s, and it's the same, exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, I mean, they've so they I wouldn't say renovated it. They put some paint on the walls, changed some stuff around. But downstairs, yeah. renovation not hard structural, to say, but like downstairs, they they renovated Re- it, refreshing. Um, I guess upstairs, you could say they didn't really do a whole lot. They painted it and kind of swept. <laughs> they knocked down a wall in the green room. They did redo the bathrooms, which is great. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, they have doors on the sto- on the you know the poopers. Now, I noticed that there great. wasn't a lock because I when I went in the bathroom mid set while they were announcing prom king and queen, yeah. I had to run off stage. I couldn't <laughs> take it anymore. I ran to the bathroom real quick, and there was a dude's hand holding the door. <laughs> I just see I just see four fingers underneath. Yep. And I'm just like, for he's, not, he's not having that. And that there. door's like swaying and moving. You know, he's just nervous and half drunk. He's like, you can't do... You know, you should probably... I mean, you guys do got doors on there. Just put a lock. Come on now. Well, they're trying to discourage people from using the pooper. That's the yeah. whole point. They're like, we don't put a door on it because we don't want to have to clean them and deal with them. Like, you shouldn't be pooping at yeah, a... We don't want you, know, you to poop at a, here. At a concert. <laughs> this is like a... Number two, a stay out. Yeah, Number one, is, you're good. Uh, <laughs> you're supposed to pee and get right back to it. You know, pee, wash your hands, get back out there. It's not not a place that you're like, 
You know, I got a healthy dump. <laughs> dump I've, I've been working. Man, up I've been working up. Oh yeah, three, three days, man. I've been working on this. I can't <laughs> wait to drop a load here. You've been eating fiber cereal like it's going out of hey, style. Hey, uh, Sam, Sally, Karen, will you uh, save me a spot up front? I got to go drop a number twos. <laughs> I got to go take a poops real quick. And they're in the bathroom with with their hand on the door. You see four fingers just Stay white, out. white knuckled on that door, white hanging knuckled on. as they are straining and. <laughs> veins popping. and there's no door on the bathroom so that no that's why and it, there's no separation between no. the 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 floor and the bathroom you per can se. see directly in there if you take yes. one step so one could say right. you're pooping on the dance floor yeah and the smell just wafts. drifts yeah the smell is not contained just by that drifts. half door believe it or not straight down that little mini Which hallway the island always had a musk of like vomit smell kind of you know an old like Possibly an old wooden book. shoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An old a man fashioning a kayak wooden... out of wood. <laughs> what? No. no. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, well we pause, So we got to finish a shot. What do you say about here? I don't here? have a shot. I'm good. Oh, he's already finished it. Dang! I've been sipping it. Let's do this. Drop in. All right. Well. I can't think of anything Dang. else. Um, oh, there's always something else. Oh, there's always stuff to talk about. But anything interesting, anything on topic that we can't think about uh, right now, we'll just include it on the next one. But uh, we're not oh, going to. Can I tell you. a quick story about oh, what my yeah. dog brought in? Oh yeah. <clears throat> so I've got three dogs. One of the big ones is a Labrador Poodle, right? So a big fluffy mess. He comes in. He's just happy. His tail's wagging, and he's chewing on something. I'm like, what is this? And he just drops it right at my feet. It was a baby squirrel. That had his eyes pecked out by those hawks. So we've got chicken oh, hawks yeah. in the backyard. So it's been, he was just chewing on it like a like a toy. You know, it was disgusting. But That's pretty good. Yeah. Was he trying to eat it? Or was oh, he dude, he like... was just chewing on it like beef jerky. Nah, 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 yeah. nah. If I didn't yeah. get it out of him, he, it would have been down the hatch. I mean, I'm, I'm not one for violence or anything, but death to all squirrels. I hate them. I like eating them. Yeah, and they're fun to I shoot. I got a million of them. Yeah, in the you backyard can come shoot them. Yeah, they yeah. they just terrorize well, the my garden. Well, the problem is that twenty two. I don't. I don't have a twenty two can yet, so I can't. Yeah, I can't be shooting them in the city. No, we people use, be I use a little freaking pellet out. Rifle. Yeah, that pellet rifle works pretty decent. Yeah, for the most part, it's not too bad. And really, for like, <coughs> as much as you pay for pellets, dudes, like three bucks for a so hundred. It's so cheap. You're talking fractions yeah. of a penny yeah, just that's on super, a shot. Super efficient for hunting. If you yeah. guys have any. You know, it's just fifty yards. <laughs> it's great for target practice too. Mm-hmm. Just, just in the backyard, you put some cans out, little targets, you yeah. can go shoot them off stuff. It's a lot of fun. I mean, that's what we grew up with. Is yeah. like a little Red Rider BB gun. You know, something BB or pellet. I definitely prefer a pellet. They hit a little harder. They have a different projectiles yeah. that you can get, and so you they're can get more like, effective uh, for hunting. Like kind of hollow points or ver- yeah. varmint rounds and stuff, so they're yeah. designed a little bit differently and shoot better. Yeah. All right. Well, and I, and also, for just for the record, I don't care what Kanye West tweets about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson, or what Pete Davidson tweets or says about. I'm so sick of hearing about it. Who cares? See, I haven't even heard about it. None of us out of care. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I can't even. the The only thing that pops in my head. When I hear those names, is Joe Rogan's sketch on his on his last Netflix special when he's on the stool? Oh yeah, that was great. That was great. 
<laughs> he starts going into demon gargoyle mode. He stands on stool. Take them, Bruce. You are Caitlin now. And he got so much crap for it. He's like, he's like, you'll go crazy too, living in a house full of women. Of course. Just crazy women. He's like, he's just surrounded by psychos. Just playing head <laughs> games like constantly. Diaper butt and keep injecting stuff. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> he get, gets on the stool and he's like, I think it's like a, it's like a demon creeping in. Just like, just eventually he was going to get him just. Bruce. <laughs> it's so funny but that like i'm not ever a huge fan of joe's stand-up i was more you know his podcast i was yeah definitely his interviewee yeah. whenever i saw position. him tony hinchcliffe but that was a good that tony was a did good so much better. bit yeah, yeah tony's a killer yeah, yeah, he's straight savage he's, 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 he's on point all the time savage. Man. all right we're gonna end this we're getting towards the end we're kind of running out of topics we're just rambling on stuff so, uh, Lord, I was born a rambling what we're going to do, uh, you know, the huge thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys thanks for being fun. here, yeah, wherever yeah. you're at. Canada, again, stay strong. Justin Trudeau, Castro, whatever your last name is, go to hell. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Question everything. Beard Bros Campfire Fun Time. Later. Cass, thanks for joining us, too. Oh, yeah.